0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your
1: podcasts. Oh, look, who's all still not dressed up like a businessman? Oh, Snap. Oh, Snap, really?
2: Dang,
3: coming for your life.
1: Wow, Tom. Right
2: right off the bat.
1: No, you don't have to go in again today.
2: I'm at work. He's <laughs> at the fake living room. So
1: this is his second I'm, apartment, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm back, in my, uh, back at my crib, you know. I'm <laughs> just, I'm crib now some leather-bound books. This downtown apartment.
1: I like it. Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. Chris Eggert from Channel 5 Eyewitness News. So... Oh, he gets up and wanders away during the intro. Yeah. Uh, there are there
2: are books back here. And I, what do you I, got? Um, this is oddly enough. I think this is in the wrong place. Uh, New York Times Everyday Readers Dictionary of Misunderstood, Misused, <laughs> Mispronounced Words. Dang! Well, you, have
1: to, you have to understand something though. They did put that in a television station or a radio station. Yeah,
2: Don't I you know. know. That's what
1: okay. I was saying. Right. There you go.
2: Uh, <laughs> probably belongs over at care 11 not here
1: <laughs> oh i like that call that's a good call they're a bunch of pricks
3: i'm gonna start just switching away. things out in there and see if you notice i'm gonna put like really smutty books in the back oh my god <laughs> i've honestly never even looked back there at the books until right now i had no idea that would be the best
4: mm-hmm. prank ever just like all of a sudden, Channel 5, you just have in the background like the 50 Shades of Grey yeah. books or yeah. whatever.
5: Yeah. Well, it's oh, a, when people go to Golden Corral and they'll hang like an old timey photo sí they
1: took himself. at the mall to sí sí. see. Oh.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> it's pretty funny. Do they do what? that at Golden Corral? They hang up your picture?
2: No,
3: no. like. People bring their own photo in that's mm-hmm. framed, and then they try to put it on the wall and see how long it'll More last up there.
5: Yeah. Yeah, because like Golden Crow, or you'll get restaurants where they'll have just family portraits. Like there's a, there's a, in Newt's in Apple Valley, they have like essentially all of their family pictures on the wall. And every time I go there, I'm like, I wonder if I could sneakily add mine without anybody knowing. They, yeah. they would love it. They would love
3: it.
1: You know, actually Golden Corral the only time I've ever been to Corral, Gold- and I got nothing against Golden Corral but the only time I've ever been there is when Andy was a teenager. Oh no, he might have been in his early 20s. He wanted to eat every meal at Golden Corral. He just loved.
3: What is it? I've never eaten there.
2: It's a buffet. Oh, okay. yeah. known, it's for a
3: his a
1: known for chocolate
5: known for its chocolate fountain. Ooh.
2: Yeah, there is a chocolate fountain, isn't there? Kevin, I don't think you should have a chocolate no. fountain amongst people you don't no.
3: know. No, no. Did no. 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 you know
2: there's You know there's people just lapping it up out of there like a cat.
3: And that's different than Cracker Barrel, right? Because I've been to Cracker Barrel.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Cracker Barrel, you get to order your own, and you sit down, and there's table service. And there's, like... Not Gold Corral, baby. You just go and just keep on going. All right.
1: So what happened to Old Country Buffet? Are they still around, or are they not around?
5: I think there's, there's, like, one or two still around.
3: Is there an OCB still around?
5: But it's not quality.
3: I've been to Old Country Buffet. So those
1: no, are
5: similar.
2: Okay. Quality, but...
1: <laughs> wait a minute. Mom, hey, I didn't hear that. What'd you say?
2: It's de- oh yeah, there's some always oh, permanently, uh, permanently closed. Uh, permanently
4: oh, yeah. closed. Permanently <laughs> closed. Yeah, there was one in Frilly for the longest time, and then it got leveled for some like new apartment buildings. But that was like the. Why would you ever go to? I I didn't. I never saw the attraction of Old Country Buffet.
3: We thought they was delicious. Oh, I was like,
5: there was middle school. Tevin was yeah. all
2: yes, about old country yeah.
1: buffet.
2: High school kid, eat, yeah. When you could consume nine trillion calories a day and still be rail thin. Yep.
1: But why'd they all close if they were so popular?
2: I think COVID did a lot of those places in. Oh and, um, yeah. I good, don't. Good call. Um. I, I remember you. Uh, the Supermoon is uh, my favorite local buffet. You guys been over there, right? Oh, yeah. On
1: Yeah,
3: yeah it, in yeah. St. Louis. Yeah, here hear. It's so funny because as soon as I searched Old Country Buffet, it immediately was like, why don't you go over here to Supermoon <laughs> Buffet? You'll find this delicious.
2: That cool. sounds so good right now. Gosh, maybe I'll go there today for lunch. Just By yourself?
3: It. Just like acting a fool at yeah. a buffet? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, you know, lucky,
4: lucky enough for us, Fridley Eights, right after that closed, Teppanyaki Grill, which at the time maybe still is, they bolstered, mm-hmm. they bolstered it as the largest buffet in the state of Minnesota. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, really? that, and that's just square footage. I don't, you know. You
1: that's right off of, oh, go ahead, Tom. No, just very quickly, the one thing I did notice about going to Supermoon, there's always at least one couple in there, and if you add them together, they come in at about 1,000.
5: Yeah, yeah. There's some. There's usually at buffets some people that will tip the scales, um, <laughs> which is probably why a lot of them went under because of you get the new health, <laughs> the new health crazes where everybody's trying to lose weight. You can't really accomplish that at Supermoon Buffet. But I,
3: oh yeah, wasn't I going to gain three hundred pounds for the show so we could have a reality show? Because this, I feel like this would align with our game plan. Then. Right.
5: Well, when I lived in Fargo, there was a Chinese buffet. It was King House Buffet, I believe it was called. They would let you take to-go plates.
3: That's wild. Oh, my
5: God. And so we would all go in there and just stuff our faces with orange chicken and Mongolian beef. And then hey, can we get seven to-go boxes? That's <laughs> wild. Yeah. They'd come out and we would go home. It's great.
4: Speaking of to-go Indeed. stuff, this has been an idea of mine for the longest time. And this is not legal in any sense. But I want bars <laughs> to have to-go beers where you just promise, I'm not going to open this till I get home. But, you know, you're like, I just want that draft Beer. Well, I just want one for the road. I you pinky know?
3: promise I won't yeah, open it. I
2: promise right. like, no. I'm not going to drink this yeah. on the road. I promise. I <laughs> definitely won't drink this while I'm driving. In home. Texas, mm-hmm. man,
3: when we were, I was in the, uh, I went to Texas for the military for medic training. Tom, you could get picked up by a cab and just get wasted in the back seat because it was legal. Sure. Open containers were legal as long as you weren't driving. Yeah. And that, like, blew our mind. Like, we were constantly grabbing roadies. Well, in, when I
5: lived in Louisiana, they had a daiquiri shop that had a drive-through. So you'd go through, like, <laughs> oh, McDonald's yeah. style. and be like, yeah, I'll take three strawberry Mcdaggers Hey, you want anything in the back? They'd, like, <laughs> card the driver, nobody else, and off you go with a straw in your drink. Yeah
1: indeed wow. there was a uh in north minneapolis on washington avenue and uh basically it was washington and broadway but right by i-94 there was a place called jug liquors when i was a kid and they had a drive-through Damn. and i thought why would you ever open a drive-through at a liquor store?
3: nobody's that busy i'm sorry like <laughs> no. if i'm no you're just if i'm gonna casually drink or drink whatever like. You can walk in. You can take oh. the couple steps. Oh, no.
2: I, I love the drive-up liquor. There's yeah. one of those in my college town. Thunderbird Liquor. You just pull right up. Mm-hmm. Case of Bush yep. Light. They grab it, put it out. Boom, was, you're on the
5: road. Was it one of those that was like a barn? Have you ever been to one of those where you, it's like you literally drive into the store and it's just I've lined with coolers yeah. and they have the workers there and you're like, yeah, let me get uh, let me get a jug of the Long Island Jesus. iced tea and yeah, throw a couple of beers in there and we're off on the road. It's like,
3: I'm so busy. I can't yeah. go
5: in. <laughs> Too busy drinking to get out of my car and go pick up. <laughs> something.
1: Those were the days, ladies and gentlemen. Those uh, were the days. Yeah. That's all I have to say. But those were the days. So what's going on in the news, Mr. Eggert?
2: Uh, we had a fire this morning in North Minneapolis. Uh, apartment fire that was going pretty good uh, for quite a while. Um, over a dozen people who had to be displaced from their apartment. It's a pretty Just, good size um, apartment complex. You Nobody know uh, was. Her- Nobody was hurt though. Um, let me see if I can get you across street. It's near North, but um,
1: so Plymouth Avenue.
2: Yeah, it, I think it was no. off of Plymouth Avenue. I don't. No. I don't have the. Um, I don't have the coordinates of where it was in front of me here on the script, unfortunately.
1: And um, nobody hurt. Nobody was hurt. No, in nobody
2: act. was hurt, and they yeah, did I'm rescue right a here. cat, and they like did cat CPR. And our photographer was right there, and I've seen that before. I don't know if you guys have seen that before, but nope. Um, they just put like a little they have like a little pet mask that they just like basically shove the whole the pet's like whole head in there and Aww. pulls it off so they can get um get oxygen and they they seem to the cat revived the cat or whatever and handed it off to the owner so that was i mean that was nice
1: it is a nice thing and just I, have I, to understand I, one thing the reason that I asked you if anyone was hurt, I wanted to make sure before I said this, because it's probably yeah. true. Since 1967, that's probably about the third house that's burned down on that lot.
2: You, th- you know where it is?
1: Well, they burned that whole area down in 1967. The whole yeah. avenue burned to the ground. Then they tried to make a comeback. And then again in about the 90s, early 2000s. A lot of fires in North Minneapolis back in those days.
2: This place appeared to be newish, but maybe, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean relatively new, but I'm not sure. So mm-hmm. it could have been. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't get the exact address.
1: Unfortunate. I've been through it and it's not pleasant. Being in a house that's on fire is not fun.
2: No, you said that a couple weeks ago. That's terrible.
1: Yeah. And we, we all got out though. That's good. Well it's only my mother and me that were home at the time. So that's a good thing. The dog did not the dog got out and then went back in. It's like, oh God, what Ugh. are you doing?
3: That dog did not want to live with
2: you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Tom made it forget it. On, it. Look, it looked over its shoulder, and it's
2: like, well. Ah, forget it. I'm going back into fire. I'm
5: going to stay with this guy. Forget it. Right. I'd oh. rather give my soul up. As you're running out,
1: he's running back in. Exactly. <laughs> exactly how it happened. You're absolutely right. I can't even deny it. Mean-ass That's dog. So That's, That's so sad.
2: sad. sad. That's very uh, what else? Well, let's see. Uh, they figured out that cougar that was hit and killed oh, yesterday. Yep. Yep. Uh, they tracked the DNR was able to get a look at its ear tag and they tracked it back to Northwestern, uh, Nebraska. Wow. Nice.
0: wow. Really? Yeah.
2: Yep. So, and it's a couple years old and, um, over here from there. So as a former resident of Nebraska, I get it. I want to get, I wanted to get out of there too.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. nice.
2: I'm just kidding. I actually really liked Omaha. I liked Omaha a lot.
1: I
3: do like, I like Omaha. I've been there a bunch and their zoo is amazing. So it's a nice town. If it was,
2: so that's the deal with that.
5: If it was chipped and tagged and obviously I mean, they don't have somebody that their job is just to watch the locations of all the cougars in Nebraska, but shouldn't they have been able to like animal control, find it a little bit faster. It's not
3: GPS. It's like a clip.
4: Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. I saw, I saw a, a news story of just talking about that, and th- there wasn't really specifics yet, so they were just like, yeah, so this uh, cougar was hit by a car and killed, and authorities are saying it might be the right one, it might be the only one that we thought it was, <laughs> yeah. but also, yeah. we, don't, we can't confirm yet, so just watch out if you're like roaming around that area, there might still be another cougar. Well, they don't run in packs, do but, they? They're like solitary, aren't they? Yeah. That's the thing, this, but there's not like fingerprints that you can be like, yep, that's the one. You oh, know. I suppose.
3: <laughs> My uh, nanny girl lives over there, and she's 16, and I really – I texted her, and I was like, but I feel like you could – she's 16, and she's a hockey player. I feel like she could take on a cougar. Like, I think she could fight a cougar. Oh, like, hell no. no. Those no. things are
2: like – no. they're no. brutal.
5: Are you drunk
3: right now? Do you Th- guys think you guys couldn't fight a cougar? No, Absolutely I would not. die in 10 seconds. Hell no. You'd bite your face off. Am, am I <laughs> – I think I could fight a. It's a two hundred pound cat. Two weeks ago, you said you could fight a moose. No, I said I could pierce through the pelt of a bison. That's what I said. What is it? Oh my God! You are. I I said if it was sleeping. Animal kingdom. I said if it was sleeping, and I had a spear, I could get through its pelt. I want to make that very clear. I never said I could fight a moose.
5: That's. And it was a buffalo. That's wild. A cougar would murder all of us. Tom.
3: You could take a cougar.
1: I'm not involved in this conversation, obviously. I tried to get in a couple of times, but you know.
3: Tom, you don't think you could punch a cougar straight in its face?
1: I think that Chris Eggert stirs the pot, and that's why you guys get so wound up during this whole segment. You were all laid back until now, but then Eggert ruined it. It's your fault.
2: I'm I'm a conversation starter, Tom. That's my job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I'm here to tell you, no, I do not think I could punch a cougar in in the face and get away with
2: it. How about kick it? (laughs)
3: Like I'm just saying, you guys. It's a cougar. (laughs) Tom, you don't think you could drop kick a cougar, at least to to get it scared and run away?
1: Well, when you approach it, it probably run away unless it's very pissed off, and then you got major problems. All right. So that's all I'm saying. No, I don't think a 210-pound cat right. that's all muscle, too. By the right. way, it's not like, like they've been at the oh, deep... Super Moon Buffet. You
0: know.
5: <laughs> you're, it'll turn you to the Super Moon Buffet, Brittany. Like, <laughs> are you going to fight a tiger as well after you're done? Like, where
3: tigers are much bigger than cougars. Don't be ridiculous, Kevin.
1: I just can't do this today. Boy, look at the time. I'd well, love to. Well, all right. Uh, good
2: to talk to you guys. Um... <laughs>
1: That segment just fell apart. It was a bunch of yammering. That was your fault, Chris.
2: I, I'll accept the blame, Tom, and I'll try to do better tomorrow.
1: <laughs> All right, Pally. We look forward right. to talking tomorrow.
2: Have a good day, guys.
1: Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Ager, Channel 5's Chris Ager, brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. Chris Ager taking care of business, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wait a minute. i got to grab that again because i got to do a spot here, don't I? Yes. What the hell did I do with it? See, I was listening to you guys yammering, and I lost my place. And I love that and when you guys get up. on those deals, and it's like, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it's is. calm down. Everything will be fine. Deeper. I got it now, sister. You hear me? Yeah. Yep.
4: Podcast.com.
1: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, before the show started, somebody said that uh, was it Tevin? Tevin, you had a you had a story or you were telling them some story. Do you get, Remember you guys brought that up to me just before the start of the show this morning? Uh
4: I know I know Britney had an eventful
3: morning.
1: No. Oh, Brittany's the one. No, That's Brittany who it is. Definitely we're not talking about. It. I heard you got your ass kicked.
3: No, I didn't.
1: But I heard.
3: But I do have a lot of listeners writing in that I would get my ass kicked by a cougar, and I'm starting to realize <laughs> they're probably right. I believe them more than I believe you guys.
1: Okay. Well, that's good. So, no, no, I, we want to hear this story. I, 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 people yeah. are clamoring to hear the story about how you, you got you got a fist fight this morning or something? Yeah, no.
3: Brittany. No. Okay. I don't like this because I don't want to put anyone on blast but there's a dog in my neighborhood that's been barking at 6 a.m. for about 10, 15 minutes or longer. And I had enough time where I was getting in my car and I heard this dog barking. So I ran through my yard and the neighbor's yard to go knock on their front door. And they were so nice. I was like, hey, we gotta do something about this dog. It just felt unhinged because it was 7 a.m. and I like made the decision to go talk. I was like, we gotta do something about this dog. And she was so nice. She's like, I know. And I was like, okay, because we can't do this. She's like, I know. So it was just like a very like me running through the yards felt very unhinged, but the conversation had to happen. And she was lovely. And I have to like, like I had to. Now I go all right. Now I need to go talk to her again to be like, just so you know, I don't care when the dog barks 99% of the time, but like anything before 7:30, we gotta let the dog in. We can't, we can't have the dog just barking in the backyard.
1: Oh, I have a question. So there's something that's making the dog bark every morning. Have they figured out what that is?
3: She said, yeah, she goes like, yeah, it's the dog's, you know, she's, this dog sees the dog's next door. And I get it. Like, you know, it happens. But like, waking up to a dog barking at, if, let's say I have my alarm set for 6.30 and I wake up at 6.25 for a dog barking. That's not the vibe. If Go-Go wakes up at 7, uh, instead of 7.30 because a dog is barking, that's not the vibe. Like- we don't need that. And I, she was so nice about it. So I felt really like unhinged at the door, but I was like, I need to do this. It's been so many mornings of this is our alarm.
1: But, but I have a question. so it's every morning this dog does this?
3: Almost every morning, yeah.
1: Well, you can't, they can't let the dog just stand out there and bark at 630 in the morning every day, for God's sake.
3: I know. You know what, though? I think it's, you get used to what you're used to. Mm -hmm. And I think she looked like she was a mom too, probably had other things going on, trying to whatever. I get it. And like, the thing is, like, is, is, like, I don't even mind if it barks a few times and you let it in, but like, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, it's. It was, it was time I had reached and you know, it was maybe a combination, you know, when something just rubs you the wrong way and you're getting in your car, this dog's barking. And I was just like, in my mind, I thought it's time. It's time to meet the neighbors <laughs> at 7am. Yeah.
5: You <laughs> woke up and chose violence <laughs> I, this morning. I
3: know. And like a part of me is like, maybe we have bad installation. Cause like, maybe it's not bugging other, like there's, I, I don't know. Maybe like, I got to get our windows checked because maybe I shouldn't be able to hear it. But, like, it was time.
1: <laughs> well, but I have a question for you. Even, even if were, I came home for lunch at noon every day, I wouldn't want to hear a damn dog barking the whole time I'm trying to eat lunch every day.
3: You know what? That w- I mean, I get how that would bug other people. That wouldn't even bug me that much. Like a dog really? barking. No, because I, like, I'll have music on or, like, it doesn't eh. – it's the wake up. That's the only thing that, like, yeah. I'm not yeah. – I I don't mind. My my husband gets a little more irritated with things than I do. Like the cat will play with a hair binder on the ground and I'll be, you know, typing on my computer. I don't get bugged by too much. The wake ups, the wake ups, waking up that way is just. And then you lay there going, please stop. Like I still have 10 more minutes to sleep. Mm -hmm. Please stop. Please stop. No. Okay. This is my life now. I live this way. Yeah, I could
1: not deal with that. Like I said, I live, we we live in that townhouse. (laughs) part of town or whatever the hell it is yeah i could not put up with a dog barking every morning at 6 30 no. no way
3: yeah so it was uh i'm sure that people have some ring cams with a, a woman running through their yards at <laughs> 7 a.m this morning but it was it was time and she was lovely and like i said i want to follow up and make sure she knows that like i'm not mad and i get it we all have our things and like i love dogs and i love her dogs i'm sure if i met them but like anything before seven thirty, let's just take it easy on it. Let's let us let us let the dog pee and, and immediately come back in. Like,
1: I would like to warn your neighbor that if you find your dog shot to death in the backyard, no, it was no, not Brittany no, that no, did no, oh no, 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 Tom. See, I'm like... saying it's not no, you that did
3: Not helping. Not helping.
1: Oh, so you had plans? No, no
3: oh well, she,
1: i didn't realize that britney was actually gonna fight
5: that cougar into submission and then bring it to her neighbor's house <laughs> so, <laughs> to, to,
3: to hang the it on dog, a stick right? no dude What's so yeah, funny just like full
5: nelson you drag it over
3: i actually caught myself in a lie while i was talking to her i said yes, hey i said hey my infant is sleeping right there and i go okay wait nope She's a year and a half. I go, you know how you still call your kid a baby when they're not your baby, and then we both kind of laughed like, haha. So I was like mid lie, but I was like, my infant, my two day old baby (laughs) is sleeping in that
0: window.
1: So like, good argument.
3: We had a good, we had hopefully a good interaction, and like I said, she's chill. She seems cool. Like I feel like we could be friends. Tevin says this is not what friendship, how you make a friendship. Yeah, right. Like like, I'll follow up. I like her. I'm sorry. Because also,
5: you told her. Like, yeah, your dog wakes me up, but you were up already on your way to work, so it's like Brittany's just all put together, like, yeah, I just just woke up out of a deep sleep. oh was that why you looked
3: I didn't say I this I, morning I, I didn't say like I have currently woken up from but at the time when I was leaving, Gogo was still sleeping. Yeah, that's true, but like I listen, it's not the end of the world, and I actually really like I met her, and she was lovely. I have to follow up because I do feel like a monster, and I felt unhinged, Tom but the call was like the call to the wild to the run through the yards was so palpable. Like I had to make the run. I had to go do it.
1: No, I understand that. Do you think someday you'll back out of your garage and as you put the door down, it'll just say asshole across the garage door.
3: <laughs> Maybe.
1: God, I hope, this, <laughs> I hope this starts a feud in the sack.
3: I, oh, no, we can't handle it. The pressure of the sack can't handle it. I, uh, I would be fine. Actually, like, the way she responded, I knew that I I went into it the right way because mm-hmm. I was really nice about it. And she was so lovely. Um. I was like, at least I wasn't aggressive, like which, you know, after you make a look like, a little like sprint, you kind of have that like adrenaline going. And I called Justin after and he was like, thank you. And I was like, I out of me or him showing up, I was the better choice.
1: Oh, do you think he'd get too harsh with her?
3: I think he comes across as harsh. He's not oh, harsh. Oh, does he really? Yeah, he's a little bit more mm. cut and dry. Like her and I having a giggle over me lying about my infant, like, when I think went well. I've thought yeah. about this. I think, and also I think it's a little bit intimidating when a man addresses a situation yeah. in general. Like, I think I was the right person. Maybe not at 7 a.m., but again, I had to find the house. There was like three houses it could have been. Oh, okay. Oh, So I, I wanted to make sure Before I like went and talked to anybody um, Do you think you were the first Neighbor to
4: like go to them Because if she's like I know it, Like maybe the Johnsons got up In her grill too and like hey
3: I cut don't it know up. that's a great question um, I know the neighbors next to her really well And they are not the type To say something They're, they're they, But I don't know if the other ones would Because they, they have a baby as well I don't know. If she knows,
4: why, no. She, why, why? Why? Why let it keep happening? You have control over the situation. Just bring the dog inside.
3: I don't know, but I do know that I should have just discovered where the house was and maybe approached her during the middle of the day, not I, like a crazy person. I think so that's on me.
5: I think it's better to talk to her as the dog is actively barking in the background.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I. A part of me, I don't even like talking about this because I don't want her to hear this and think there's like anything bad. Because I hate, I hate to misrepresent anything when it comes to like how the interaction went. She seems so lovely, Tom. Like this is doable. This is not fixable. Already. Like I, she might have um, uh, an edible arrangement in her future if I was a put together person. Because mm-hmm. I feel bad, but so it, she's not getting
4: an edible arrangement. <laughs> that was just okay, so a, a, empty words
1: we'll close with this because we've got a, a, a guest coming up in a couple of seconds why would anyone want to hear their own dog barking all day that i don't understand
3: yeah. yeah i don't know i mean i think people people get used to different things you know but yeah i and my dogs they'll bark and i immediately run out and grab them because they're so annoying yeah. um yep. but yeah this we all have a breaking point, and today I broke a little, and I—that's well, on me.
1: You got no? It's not on you. It's on the dog. The dog's got to shut up.
3: <laughs>
1: right. Right. One hundred percent. And if that dog
5: so happens to bark again, Brittany's coming over. No, I'm not. There's
1: gonna be problems.
3: No, there isn't. I know your name. I'm so sorry. I like you. We're gonna figure this out. You
1: have a silencer on it?
3: Shut. I don't even have. Shut up, Whoa. Thomas! Whoa. I, time I know. To flag up. On play. I, I answer the phone for
4: three
5: seconds, and we're talking about a silence. No, we're what not. Is to do? No, stop. About to
1: handle business is what we're going to Stand do. Standing on business. <laughs>
3: no, there's business. no business.
1: <laughs> there's some business. There's no question about it. Are we good to go? Yes, we are. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Stan Tatkin. Uh, advice on relationships, marriage, love, intimacy, and mental well-being. Uh, Doctor Stan, can I call you Doctor Stan, or should I call you Doctor Tatkin yeah,
0: Doctor Tatkin, or just call me Stan. That's
1: fine. Stan's good. Stan, I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, my sure. on relationships, marriage, love, NMC. I love all that. But mental well-being right now doesn't seem to be going well in the world because everybody's pissed off about everything and they're mean as hell. What happens, Stan?
0: Well, I think people get mean when they feel helpless. Uh, We get aggressive as uh, human primates. When we uh, feel powerless, helpless, that's when we get aggressive. But it comes out of fear. I think people are afraid. Uh, There's something that was studied uh, after 9-11 called unseen fear, and we're dealing with a lot of unseen fear. It's not like the lion is right in front of us about to eat us. We are um, aware of anything can happen, Um, a civil war, a global warming, uh, a nuclear uh, war. All of these things are... Um, are in our heads we don't see them except maybe on television right now with with the wars that exist and i think that's making everybody very very uh edgy right um yes uh, but yes. it's because of, of of the existential threats around us
1: yeah and it's around the world it's not just the united states it's everywhere right now it's pretty amazing it's
0: every it's everywhere yeah
1: it is indeed Dr. Stan Tatkin, developer of Psychological Approach to Couples Therapy, a best-selling author of In Each Other's Care, along with a relationship uh, must-have book, Wired for Love. More than 1.7 million people have tuned into Dr. Tatkin's TEDx talk. Dr. Tatkin, it's great to have you on because the holiday season is a very, very stressful season. There's no doubt about that.
0: Yeah, it is. It tends to be. It tends to be because that's when we're going to get together with family, and family tends to pull us back in time. And sometimes that's that's good news. Other times that's not such good news. And so we need to be prepared for this every year uh, and and find a way through it uh, that protects, uh, you know, if you're a couple, that protects each other first and foremost and then considers other people that you're going to be around. And that's what I'd like to, to pass on to people.
1: Yeah, that's a great thing. Dr. Stan, I've never asked this question before because I've never thought of it before, but why is it that a, that the stressful time of year, December, is because there are so many holidays around the world and many, many different religions, people of all colors? Uh, December is a big... Why is December such a big let's get out there and and whether it's Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or Christmas or... Whatever. I mean, there are, there are a couple more too. Why did we pick... I suppose December was picked because that, that, that's when they thought... For Christians, they thought that's when Jesus was born. Is that correct?
0: Right, yes. And All Hallows' Eve, uh, you know, October, and then Thanksgiving in this country for November. (laughs) And... uh, uh, you know blame uh, I guess uh, you know the the uh, uh, the people that came over on the plymouth um, I, you know i it, it, it's all crammed together and it's it's a combination of uh, financial hardship for many uh, it's uh, having to go and brave the crowds for, with shopping uh, then it has to do with uh, who are we going to leave out this year, who we're going to have to sit next to at dinner, uh, how are we going to have to deal with drunk uncle Bob uh, You know, there's all these uh, all these things that. we have to really prepare for and and really predicting preparing and planning ahead is the key to getting through this uh, not just unscathed but get through it well
1: yeah I like your ideas like like plan ahead I think that's great advice for everybody if you know because you got to know by now that it's coming so can't you plan ahead and go well Maybe I could be seated somewhere else, but if I'm not, here's what I'll do when when the hunyuk starts running his mouth or whatever. You have to have a plan. Is that what you're saying, Dr.
0: Tatkin? Yes, you have to. People are predictable, and one of the things that we can do, we're the only species on the planet that can, we can predict and we can plan and prepare. And yet we don't do that often enough. And yet that's a that's a superpower. So partners if you're a partner you you imagine you're going to have a great time this season you're going to have a great time you're going to high five each other at the end and now you're going to think about what could possibly interfere with that what could possibly go wrong and systematically begin to plot and plan tactically, how to take those things off the table one by one and add things that would uh, increase your pleasure uh, during the stressful time so that you are able to relax together and it's not all performing, not all running around and doing things, right? And so yeah, that's absolutely. really a two-person jo- – that's really a team effort. That's a job for two people. Two people can do much better uh, if they think and work together collaboratively than one person.
1: Dr. Tatkin, I'm I'm of the age where the family gatherings and the extended family gatherings, let's say it's, you know, Thanksgiving, as you just pointed out. The thing I will remember most about being a little boy at Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever holiday it was, the smoke in the house was so thick you couldn't see three feet. Remember when everybody? I mean, you know, I might not be old enough to remember this, but everybody used to smoke and they smoked indoors. It was unbearable, doctor. It was amazing.
0: I remember. I'm 69 years old. I was around for that for sure. <laughs> yeah, you were. So I'm, I'm you enjoyed it. Sure, I'm sure it. there was a time that I contributed to it too. Yeah, me too. Uh, You're right. I I
1: smoked cigarettes as a teenager, gave it up at 21. But yeah, that's the thing about holidays. I, I, every time a major holiday was coming up when I knew a lot of people get together, it's like, oh God, it's going to be smoky Wednesday. Great. Wonderful.
0: Well, that's the air quality, but there's uh, other aspects of the environment that some people find toxic, and that is the relationships that they're going back to, uh, yep. that they haven't uh, been in contact with maybe once, or maybe uh, several years in between, uh, that they dread, like a high school reunion. Uh, you know, we're going back in time, we're being pulled back to that time, and many times it takes a week or two to, to sort of recover from it, because the environment for some um, is like a smoky room. Right. It's uh, it's a difficult to uh, to sit mm-hmm. through and and people can't wait to get
1: out. Did you have to go through a, a, a in your life a situation where because, you know, where I grew up and the way we kind of grew up, there's a lot of drinking going on as well. And that certainly did not help.
0: Right. Um, that is probably the, the, the single biggest problem when it comes to substances is alcohol alcohol Mm -hmm. uh, is a disinhibitor but it also for some people um, and can trigger anger and uh, the angry people who uh, you know who uh, get that way when they drink those are the people that cause many times a lot of mayhem um, uh, unfortunately and so yeah alcohol is a contributor to a lot of fights
1: Oh, there's no question about it. And as a young man, I do remember uh, I'd have my first drink is, hey, great to see everybody. How you doing? Second drink. God, it's really great to see all of you. Third drink. What the hell are you looking at? (laughs)
0: That's just how it went. So what are you doing for your holidays?
1: Uh, This year, we're actually, my wife and I are kind of, trying to reset uh, a number of things with the house and all that stuff. So we're not going to be actually even around for Christmas. The kids are coming over after, the day after Christmas, and then our son's going to come over on like uh, January 6th. So actually this, because I grew up Catholic, which is by itself an interesting religion. I love it, but there are some interesting Catholics out there, Dr. Tatkin, I'll tell you that.
0: But I, um, I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. Uh, the only thing that's similar to Jews are, is a Catholic. So, that's true. Uh, that's so I understand.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, so Catherine and I, 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 I'm very lucky guy, Dr. Tatkin, because uh, I've been together with my wife, Catherine, for 40, uh, excuse me, yeah, for 43 years. We've been married uh, in on July 7th. It's going to be 40 years. But I think I have to take some credit for the relationship because I can tell by the look in her eye when it's time to shut up.
0: <laughs> but she can also read you too. I, I would hope.
1: Oh yeah. She's a wonderful woman. I'm a very, very lucky guy. I hope most people can say that after all that time for four decades and, and a little beyond that uh, before we got married three years before you got married. But I understand how lucky I got. I, I don't know who gave me that gift to be able to see that, but I understand absolutely that uh, Tom, why don't you just shut up and, Take a punch. Everything would be good.
0: You know, I feel the same way about my partner. I feel. I think both of us would say we feel very, very fortunate to have found each other. Uh, but there, there is something to be said, maybe even during this time of year, uh, to count your blessings. Uh, we we tend the the human brain has a feature that's also a bug. Uh, we compare and contrast constantly, and uh, we are always aware of what is missing and what we don't have. That's a feature when it comes to hunting and gathering. It's a bug when it comes to happiness. And uh, and uh, many of us really don't uh, think uh, about uh, what we're grateful for enough for our own mental health and our own happiness. And uh, I think that is an important thing, an important skill set and a habit to get into. Um, and so, uh, so if, uh, you know, I... I, I I I appreciate what you're saying with your wife. And I also think, boy, you guys really planned something really nice for the holidays. You're not going to be anywhere except at home.
1: That'll be it. No question about it. I just, uh, I like the fact that you're not only talking about advice on relationships, marriage, and love and intimacy, but also advice on mental well-being. I think it's very, very important right now. It's very stressful now. Uh, the holidays should be celebrated and uh, love shown to one another I just love your whole take on it. Doc. By the way, Dr. Tech, and you're pretty even keel yourself, so it's coming from a good place.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I had to learn. I, you know, like everybody else, <laughs> I'm a difficult person. All people are difficult. All people are a pain. All people are disappointing. But I try uh, to uh, never be threatening and so, same with my wife, never threatening. And uh, we're, we're uh, you know, good co-pilots. Uh, and it sounds like you and your wife
1: are too. Oh, we are indeed. So because I found out you're a shiva boy, I can say happy Hanukkah, sir.
0: Thank you very much. Well, I was raised by a Catholic, so Merry Christmas.
1: <laughs> Honest to God, Dr. Decken, it's amazing because I grew up in a neighborhood that was Catholic, Jewish, and black, and I enjoyed it beyond belief. It was wonderful. We all got along. It was great.
0: That's amazing. Well, yeah. you're nice. I like you, Tom.
1: <laughs> Not everybody thinks that way, Dr. Tatkin, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Some no. people think I got an edge to me, but I would love to have you back anytime, <laughs> sir. Anytime you want to talk about making people happy, I am more than happy to hear about it.
0: I would love that, too. Have a wonderful holiday.
1: You too, sir. Dr. Stan Kat, uh, Tatkin, ladies and gentlemen, love the guy. See, I, I, you know what? I And from his name, you probably would guess he might have been Jewish, but... I do remember back when I was a kid going through the neighborhood and getting, you know, from all the different families, the Jews, blacks, Catholics, all the rest of it, getting advice from other people's parents or grandparents or great stories that you would hear. And the one thing I would say, and I didn't want to say this to him, but one thing about this time of year that got be very difficult is when I was a little boy, um, say all the way up to maybe age 11 something like that
5: mm-hmm.
1: you would go to the store and you would always see an older jewish man or an older jewish woman that still had the numbers on their arm uh, from world war ii that was a bitch i will tell you that because uh, once you found out why those because i would ask why do you have numbers tattooed on your arm
3: yeah mm-hmm.
1: oh god that's hard to deal with yeah can you yeah. even imagine going through all that and no. here they are going no. into desnick's drug store and they're no in a good mood very yeah. very they are very well educated from people like that yeah no doubt i thought he was terrific didn't you
4: yeah, yeah. he was great he was light he had some humor to him but very informative uh, you could tell like he is passionate about what he talks about
1: there is no doubt about it we got to take a break here because we have another great guest com- but we are loaded for bear today yeah absolutely did not you think i think so do you say it's sona akali
5: i believe that's how you pronounce his last name i've Usually I don't say his last name just because it's African and I'm not sure. I don't want to butcher it, but I believe it's Akale.
1: Well, let me just put it this way. I'm looking at his picture. I wouldn't want to piss him off either. No, not (laughs) at all. There's no doubt about it. We shall take a break and be right back. Another great, I thought Dr. Dr. Tatkin was really, really great. Just cheered me up in the holidays, but just keep an eye on this, ladies and gentlemen. Don't smoke in the house and have a couple of drinks and then calm down. How about that?
3: Yeah. There's a lot. It's a minefield. So just be careful and be nice to each other. I like the idea of teaming up before and talking about it and teaming up after and saying what went went, that went well.
1: But that's that's a good way to put it. It is a minefield and understand that it is indeed a minefield. It is. We shall be right back. Sona Akale will be our special guest. And once again, let me mention, I would not want to piss him off. (laughs) We'll be right back and find out if I do or not. That'd be great. We'll be right back.